This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Students at Columbia College will be going back to class as normal in the new year for the first time in 12 weeks. That's because the longest adjunct faculty strike is now over. The union representing part-time faculty has been on the picket line for 49 days. But last night, over 99% of participating union members voted yes to ratify a deal between the college and the union. Now, in a few minutes, we're going to hear reaction from a student. But first, let's turn to Diana Valera, president of the Columbia College Faculty Union, as well as Lisa Curion Phillip, who's WBEZ's higher education reporter. Welcome back, ladies. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining. Thank you. I'll start with you, Lisa. Why don't you give us some of the big takeaways from this deal? Yeah, so um, I just saw an agreement or the really highlights and summary from the agreement a little while ago. And from my understanding, we're seeing restoration of some of the spring courses that uh, kind of really sparked a a lot of this work stoppage. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also I thought what was really interesting. It was a healthcare benefit um, for many of the adjuncts. And of course, Diana will be able to share more of the details about that, as well as an instructional guarantee, which is, you know, a huge thing for adjuncts who really are being paid on our per course basis and don't always know if they're going to have a class to teach, even leading, you know, like in the weeks leading up to the semester. So I think that's huge too, but I'm sure Diana can, can share more of the details of some of their wins well before i have you get into the details i i have to call you out on air about this big smile on your face right (laughs) diana you were here a couple of weeks ago in the thick of this how are you feeling right now i feel incredible i feel really relieved and um i'm so happy and proud of all our members and students yeah the strike is over now but why don't we dig into some of the details Uh, so lisa mentions a healthcare benefit for instance talk about that so, you know, adjunct faculty, many of them don't have health care. And, um, you know, obviously this was an important part. And so this is the first time that we'll have um, a health care benefit um, that focuses on individual coverage um, for eligible employees who purchase individual insurance coverage, such as Medicare or on ACA. Um, and so we think um, we estimate about 45% of our bargaining unit will take advantage of this. Mm -hmm. What other key pieces uh, were there uh, to the union? What what were the victories? So a lot of huge victories. And our, you know, if you remember, all of this was around quality of education, making sure that our students have access, making sure that our faculty are treated um, with value and respect and have a voice. So as Lisa said, uh, um, we have, I believe we're the first um, um, adjunct faculty in the country um, that has a guarantee of a percentage of teaching work um, within a seniority system. And, really? And that's huge. Um, and that hopefully will help pave the way for other adjunct. Um, because if you're aware, the adjunct um, faculty in higher ed is makes up over 67% of the faculty. Mm-hmm. And um, so for the for, for us, um, this is a concern that I think we should all have because um, it's the state of higher ed. And so that we we truly understand that, I mean, you say we might be the first part-time faculty c- contract across the U.S. guaranteeing a percentage of the, the teaching work based on seniority structure? Yes. So what this allows for is it allows for academic freedom. And why is academic freedom important is it allows for the ability to um, faculty to voice our concerns around issues such as quality of education, grading, curriculum, 
um, without fear of losing your job. That's the key there. What concessions were made? Um, you know, there there's always concessions. Um, so we would have loved to have um, um, a system where there was a <clears throat> I'm sorry, there's a there's a a, a commitment to um, having caps on course sizes. Um, but instead, what we were able to get was um, a, a joint class size committee that was established for the first time. And that was really important um, because we were able to now have a system that's going to record um, faculty's perspectives and concerns, um, and we can hold it up to the administration. Um, and we were able to bring in um, students' voices in making those decisions as well, which was really important. Yeah. Columbia College didn't accept our invitation to join the show today, but uh, the Office of Communications did get back to us with a statement that reads in part, the members of our campus community share a deep commitment to this institution and the caliber of education that it provides. The new contract reflects the intention of both parties to create more space for input and consultation at various levels, signaling our intent to move forward with a renewed sense of collaboration. Now, one of the new entities to be established under the contract is a committee concerning class size for sections taught by part-time faculty, which will be made up of adjunct professors of instruction and administrators and will invite student voices to inform its work, end quote. So really echoing your sentiments there. Yeah, it's it's terrific because um, if you recall, these class sizes were done without faculty input and now or students' input. And so now we're able to um, have a criteria we have a system in place that's going to um, be able to review class size, um, ascertain whether it's appropriate or not, mm -hmm. and that's that's what we needed. Lisa, did you get a chance to take a look at that statement? Because I know this is all fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is kind of breaking news. It yes. all kind of just happened. Even this morning, my team and I were re refreshing the various yes. social media sites. Like, have you heard anything? What happened to Columbia College? I was doing the same. We were all, what's happening? Why aren't we hearing anything? Where is Diana? <laughs> Your thoughts on, on the response from the Yeah, school? I mean, I think just emphasizing this um, kind of win in terms of having more of a faculty voice that isn't all that common for adjunct faculty to have a say or have a, a venue for feedback in terms of like um, decisions that affect things like class size and mm -hmm. instruction so I think um, that that to me is a, a particularly interesting thing about this deal and I think we should go back a little bit Diana for the, the person who's maybe just getting caught up now could you briefly just remind us of why you went on strike in the first place and, and then what you think turned the tide after so many weeks? Um, well, we went on strike because um, two weeks before the semester began, we um, learned that the administration had made a decision without any faculty input to eliminate over 350 courses. Um, all of those courses were going to impact the part-time faculty, those most on the margins and um, our students, and it was gonna um, result in an increase in class size. Um, and this occurred when um, those same administrators were making these large salaries, were increasing their bonuses, um, and on the backs of the faculty, most in the margins, and the students come here to Columbia for those small classroom size and for specific sorts um, courses. So that's, that's really what prompted the strike. Yeah. What do you think this deal means for part-time faculty members at schools like Columbia across the country, Lisa? Yeah, well, as Diana mentioned, you know, there's, higher ed is now 
to, in terms of teaching positions is now mostly adjunct. Um, yeah. You know, it, huge shift. Yeah. Especially in recent years. Shift. Yeah. It used to be that a majority, majority of positions, I think back in the seventies, um, they were a majority of positions were tenured positions. So I think just, you know, having things, winning things like job security, a health care benefit, a voice and how things are and how decisions are made in the university. These are things that a lot of adjuncts are don't have at other institutions. And this year we've seen a huge um, spike in in strike activity and organizing activity in higher yes. ed. So I think this this deal will kind of keep that momentum up and signal to other unions at other institutions that these are maybe things that they need to go on strike for or yeah. at least push for um, with administrations. I'm thinking of this time last year. Little did we know that the, the new year that was to come was going to be, start with such a bang with just strike after strike after strike. Right. You're yes. nodding, Diana. Yes. You remember. Yeah, yes. I your do colleagues. remember. I do. And a lot of our um, faculty are in other unions and our students are going to go into a lot of those unionized jobs as well. Now I want to add another voice to our conversation. Zoe Falcon is a Columbia College sophomore who's on holiday break and doing us a solid and calling us from her home state. Hey, Zoe. Hi. Good to be on. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to join us. So, Walk me through here. How were your classes affected by the strike and, and the stalled negotiation over these, these weeks? Uh, my classes were, I mean, almost entirely wiped out. Um, I was taking six classes, uh, five full semester and one half semester class, and they were all taught by part-time faculty. So the strike happened. Um, and I suddenly had no classes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Were you confused? How much information were you getting in real time? Um, in real time, it was there was it was confusing. Um, just trying to like sort out the information. Um, the school was not very forthcoming about information. A lot of our our context for what was going on was coming from the union, and based off of that message, majority of my classmates and I were, were all in support of the strike. So it was, as it was kind of ramping up, it was like, okay, we, we know this is, there's something going to happen. We were hoping it was going to be a short strike. It wasn't, but actually a lot of students were leading the charge the week before it happened. There was, um, we had a, a demonstration during parents weekend where a bunch of students walked in to president Kim um, speaking to some, I don't know if it was all prospective parents or if it was a mix of prospective and, and current parents. Mm -hmm. um, and we kind of presented what we were upset about. And that was, that was the beginning of it. Tell me more about your decision making there. Like, why was it so important for you to support the strike? Um, I'm going into the film industry. I'm a film major. I'm going into production design, hopefully. And like this is, I'm, I need to be supportive of the the people that, I mean that that are teaching me, my mentors and and that. But also, like I will be out in a union in a couple of years, mm -hmm. hopefully. So if I don't support the union now, what will it look like to the people when I'm actually needing this professionally? 
And as this is all happening, Zoe, I, how is it impacting your mental health? Um, complicated question because I was sick the first couple of weeks. Um, I got a bad cold that was unrelated. Um, but when they started bringing in replacement professors, that was when I really started to feel kind of powerless with everything. Mm. Um, Because we were basically just told, yeah, well, if you don't show up to class, you're going to be, you're going to be failed for your grades. And um, Did you believe that? The threats were, yeah, they were believable. Um, Because the way that our our classes are set up, uh, attendance is mandatory for majority of our classes. So if we didn't show up, we were already at risk. Right, right. Regardless of doing any of the assignments. So fast forward to this week, Zoe, and um, the college administration sent an email saying that students can get a $500 tuition credit per class. What do you make of that? Um, well, it's something. I don't know that it's quite enough, um, but I'm, I'm not really familiar with all of the financial stuff. But in my family, my parents have been handling a lot of that. Yeah. Um, Lisa, you really go yeah, ahead. No, go ahead. Um, no, just like it's it's better than nothing. Um, but we were out for depending on the class for half a semester. And I believe I saw a parent did the math and that does not add up to like half a semester's worth of material that we paid for per class. Mm-hmm. I'm not certain what the actual math is. You're nodding Lisa here in studio. I mean, is, is it typical for administrations to reimburse students like this? I, uh, you know, I've seen a few strikes, as you mentioned, this year, <laughs> and I haven't seen it happen before. Part of that may be that... I've never heard of this either, but I yeah, don't part of, cover education as closely as you do. So. Part of it might be just the sheer length of the, stri- the strike, yeah. and I know that parents were very vocal and, you know, and, and students as well about the financial impacts of this, um, on of, of the strike on, you know, people have their financial aid in limbo and all of that. Um, and then, you know, there are students who are borrowing to take these classes. So it's like you take out all this debt and then you get a half a semester's worth of instruction. Um, and then, mm. you know, now you're getting $500 per per course. But is that enough? I, I don't know. And Diana... Zoe did, but not all students were supportive of this strike. So I wonder how you felt when, as she described, students walked out with faculty. Well, I mean, first of all, Zoe, I want to thank you and all the students because this was a commitment that was, um, you know, heroic on the part of our faculty to go on strike for that long um, and as heroic on our with our students. Um, because what they were able to witness and experience and hopefully learn from this process is, um, and with our parents and community, is um, this larger willingness of workers um, like UAW and others that um, that will stand up for, um, you know, issues such as greater equity, um, quality of education, fairness. Um, and we were only able to succeed because of this type of commitment that we had among um, our 
our faculty, our students, such as Zoe and others, and to the commitment of a collective bargaining process. And that's what got us here. But more challenges ahead, right, Lisa, for for educators and for students, as we talked about earlier with that shift to to adjunct faculty. Absolutely. I mean, so many adjunct faculty are out there without some of the job security protections that um, Columbia College faculty now have. And, you know, that that's from things like not knowing whether your class will be put on, you know, this semester, even the weeks before the week before Mm -hmm. you could have done all this preparation to get your class going. And then you find out, oh, it's been canceled and you've done all this work with potentially no compensation. And, uh, you know, the American Federation of Teachers recently did a survey of adjuncts and a shocking percentage of them are living under poverty level and and just struggling to make ends meet. And, you know, as Diana mentioned, these these positions, these adjunct positions aren't going away anytime soon. Yeah. So in order to both make this a livable profession and and also, you know, when you have adjuncts and faculty and, and teaching staff that are stretched so thin and potentially teaching one, you know, a class at four different campuses, that really impacts educational quality. And and the ability for a person to do that job well. So I think this is just, yeah. it's not going away anytime soon. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see more more strike activity in yeah. the next year. Well, meantime, Zoe, you're going to be back in school next January. How are you feeling about that? I am very excited. I was, um, as, as a sophomore, I'm finally able to start getting into the classes that I want to for my major. Mm-hmm. And I am thrilled that I'm going to be able to get into them and be able to do them safely because two of the ones I'm, two classes I'm signed up for, it's a stage combat class and a production design fabrication class. You can't really have like increased class sizes. You can't have just any random professor to teach those for safety reasons. So I'm thrilled that I'm going to be able to do those classes. I'm, I'm thrilled for you, Diana. How about you? Are you feeling good about getting back to teaching? I'm feeling thrilled to get back in the classroom with the students. I, we miss them terribly. So yes, very much. We've been talking about the end of the strike by part-time faculty at Columbia College. That was Zoe Falcon, who's a student at Columbia College, Diana Valera, who's president of the college's faculty union, and Lisa Corian Philip, who is WBEZ's higher education reporter. Thank you all. Thanks for Thank you. Us. Thanks for Thank having you. us.